Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Nearly 4.36 on a Tuesday afternoon. We're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We appreciate their support. Coming up after 5 o'clock, Port Adelaide AFLW Journey Woman. Ebony O'Day by popular demand. Started at Norwood. Started at Adelaide Uni, in fact. Indeed. Drafted to GWS. Then went to Collingwood. And then... And Port now Adelaide. at Port Adelaide. Looking forward to that chat. As we are, our next chat. He's known as a global cricket guru or the Dave Grohl lookalike. Barat Sundarasan joins us. Barat, great to have you back on. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, milking that Dave Grohl comparison <laughs> made a few months ago. Good. And uh, yeah, and every time there was a period, uh, uh, most bookshops had his book on the window. And I used to walk past and <laughs> kind of. Stand for a couple of seconds just so wow. that if, if anyone wanted a picture wow. of me. Now, Barrett, now you've got to tell us, did it fool the Pakistani frontier guards? Uh, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> no? But you did tour recently there. How did it go? I oh, it was quite... I mean, it, it was one of the most incredible tours of my... Cricket tours yeah. of my uh, career, honestly. Uh, I never thought I'd get there. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, after I'm sure you guys would have seen the hassle with the visa, I finally did. And yes, yeah, mom, I, I was completely mind blown. Yeah, I mean, to uh, go that far and to be on the other side of the border, yeah, uh, it, it was, yeah, I mean, look, the security was of another level, but yeah. I made the most of uh, just looking local and I did sneak out away from the security presence. And oh, I saw no. a lot of uh, Lahore and Karachi, met a lot of Great locals, cities. and it, it, yeah, and it felt like I was home, really. Mm. I felt like I was back in India and at some level, but also uh, you always knew that uh, you're an outsider. All good fun. Mm, good. All righty, before we preview tomorrow's game at uh, Metricon Stadium between Australia and the West Indies, news coming out today. We've known for about a month, or this has been circulating, but it's been confirmed that Tim Payne mm. will make his comeback for Tasmania in their Shield game against Queensland. Your thoughts on that, Barat? Uh, a 37-year-old former Australian captain involved in that, for the use of a better phrase, sex scandal? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just glad that uh, Tim Payne gets to write this final chapter of his career the, mm. uh, with his own hands. I mean, the way he would have wanted to. Mm. Yes, we all know, you know, just just a year away, um, you know, he was preparing for uh, his first ever uh, Ashes at home as captain. And then we all know how things panned out. Uh, and, and yeah, I think it's fair. I think he did has done a lot of good for Australian cricket after 2018 and uh, all the drama of Cape Town. Uh, so I think it's only fair that he, he, he gets to, yeah, I mean, just 
actually write off into the sunset. Uh, and we hear that his book is coming out as well later this month, where he has uh, addressed uh, apparently a lot about uh, you know the scandal that he spoke about and what happened and how he dealt with it. And we've heard some. I mean, uh, I remember while while I was on the Pakistan tour, hearing about people from people close to him that he wasn't doing too well, uh, you know, mm. with his mental health and just where he was. But it's good to see him fit. Uh, I saw some uh, clips of him wicket keeping in a in a local game in Tassie a couple of days back. Um, yeah, and and which also means that he'll be in Adelaide in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, when uh, the Redbacks take on Tasmania, I think it's the Adelaide Oval. Uh, so yeah, I think. I'm happy for him in many ways. We wish him all the best too and good luck with the book sales. I'm not sure if there's a picture section in there. Be careful. Let's have a look at this. West Indies v Australia. Uh, The West Indies making up the numbers in T20 cricket? It's a, a, for the first time in many, many years, it's a West Indies team without those familiar names, right? In this format, that is no Gale, no Brower, no Pollard, no Andre Mm. Russell. Uh, A few proven performers uh, when you think of the league cricket uh, scenario around the world when it comes to T20 cricket. Uh, Nicholas Puran and uh, Sheldon Cottles back in the side. Uh, and Roman Powell's been around for a while. But th- there are a lot of unknowns about this West Indies team. Um, on paper, they don't look uh, as strong as they generally do in this format. Uh, but you can never rule, rule them out. But you know, great for Australia. I mean, the Perfect warm-up, you would think, uh, two against uh, these big-hitting West Indians, and they have three games against England. Uh, uh, an official World Cup warm-up against India right before they head to the STG to face New Zealand. Uh, they couldn't have asked for a better build-up to that World Cup campaign or World Cup defence. Uh, but yeah, I mean, never ride a West Indian team off in this format. Uh, but uh, unlike in the past, there are a lot of question marks, or a lot of questions about uh, their identities in some cases. Mm. So, Barrett, give us your rankings for this World Cup. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a tough one, uh, you know, especially because there is this anonymity around T20 cricket in Australia. Yeah. Uh, because the big bash in, big bash hasn't attracted some really big names or, or the who's who of T20 cricket in many years now, and yeah. because a lot of the key Australian players haven't played much BBL either, as we well know, uh, David Warner's played what three games in the last eight nine years. Uh, a lot of records and numbers and stats of T20 cricket in Australia. If you leave the hands, not many T20 internationals that get played here uh, are based on a lot of good uh, domestic cricketers and what they've done in that format. Right. Uh, so I think there are a, a, a lot of unknowns when, when you talk about T20 cricket here. So uh, maybe Australia starts as favourite just because they are World Cup champions and they know the conditions mm. maybe better than most. Uh, but India seem to have finally found their mojo in this format, just the way they started batting. The loss of Jasprit Bumrah is a huge blow, though. Uh, that kind of really does dent their campaign, or even their prospects, you would think. Uh, like I said, West Indies, you never know. I mean, there are so many guys who could just emerge and turn games on its head. Uh, and also for Australia, I think the emergence of Tim David, uh, that mm-hmm. X-factor player in the middle order. And who knows? I mean, as of now, Cam Green isn't in the squad. Uh, but there are still a few injury concerns over Marcus Stoinis and Mitchell Marsh will only bat be here in this one day in this series against West Indies. Uh, so who knows? Maybe Cam Green comes in. So Australia should start favourites, uh, and, and then you have England as well. And we'll get a good look at England uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks before the World Cup starts. You just mentioned Cam Green. Has he surprised you in recent weeks? Oh, I, I very much so. Uh, having said that, having been fortunate enough to follow the Cam Green journey right from 
Sheffield Shield cricket, the Adelaide hub you remember two years ago, uh, and just how his batting and bowling developed in test cricket. Series after series, almost spell after spell. Uh, the way he bowled during the Ashes, the way he batted in Sri Lanka uh, on those ranked turners, in Gaul especially in the first test, just told you why he was earmarked as this next big thing uh, in many more ways than one. Uh, but, you know, he's always had the shots. Uh, he took his time to find that tempo in test cricket. Uh, but you know, I don't think people expected him to take to T20 cricket the way he has, especially mm. in a role that he had never played in before as opener. Uh, and now we know why Greg Chappell was so excited when he saw him for the first time and why everyone's been excited yeah. by the uh, the phenomenon of Cam Green. Uh, there's already a lot of talk about him making a lot of IPL money, uh, which is only a good thing uh, in today's day and age. Uh, yeah, so Australia would have sort of hoped that this is, uh, they would have seen this Cam Green a few months ago uh, so that they could have just drafted him into that squad. Uh, but he's just one injury away from making a big impact, you'd think. Barrett, you spoke about the conditions. How do we read them in October, particularly when this weekend we've just seen the drop-ins put in at Adelaide Oval? So how do we take them uh, into consideration? Uh, you think they will be fresh. They will be fresh uh, like we've seen even with Shield cricket uh, at this time of the year. Uh, but having said that, we've seen in ICC tournaments in the last few years, you just think back to that 2015-2015 uh, World Cup. Even though those games were played, much later in the summer, I think they would just, the World Cup started in February on that occasion. Uh, you generally see the pitches being flatter, uh, you know, once it's ICC tournaments and, you know, because the focus is on a, a lot more runs and a lot more sixes as we've seen. Uh, but again, it adds to the whole, uh, I think, the intrigue around uh, the shortest format uh, in Australia, which is kind of sub ironic as well, considering you, you count Australia as the big three of world cricket. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. And uh, that's what I think makes this World Cup more exciting than uh, the few we've seen played out in the subcontinent. Yeah, okay. we think it's going to be a cracker. So the lead-up game starts tomorrow night, 6.40 Adelaide time at Metricon Stadium, where Australia takes on the West Indies. A quick tip? Um, I think, I, I don't know whether you guys have heard, Shimron Hetman is in part of the West Indies squad because he missed the flight. Oh. Uh, and, <laughs> I mean, they asked him, they got him on a flight on October 1st, but he refused to take it for family reasons. They booked him out again on October 3rd to fly out of the Caribbean, and he just refused to board the flight. So he's been left out, uh, much, and which also means that West Indies have lost one other senior player. So Australia starts favourites for sure. Uh, and now with David Warner back as well. Uh, and I just get a feeling that we're going to see the best of Tim David in the next few few weeks leading into that World Cup, uh, which is, again, leads into Australia starting off as favourites once the World Cup begins. Brett, always great to uh, chat to you. You're incredibly informative. We hope we can do it right throughout the uh, World Cup, which is starting October the 16th. Thanks for your time today. No worries at all, guys. Have a great evening. There he is, the Dave Grohl lookalike, Bharat Sundarasan, who now resides or has for some time here in South Australia, Rich. Smart man. Yeah, travels the world, known as the global cricket, cricket guru. Sorry. Reading a text here, I'm going to save it for the other side. This is for the Port supporters and the naysayers, the ones that don't want to pay too much for Jason Horn Francis. Dave from Semaphore has a, a very good view, a solid view on this. Right. We'll read that one next. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson, turbo diesel, all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Woods.
4.52, we're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. And we're live from Studio Lumo SA. That text, before we get to a caller, Rooch, from Dave from Semaphore. He's a port man. He has this to say. Hi, Kimbo and Rooch. I can't believe some of the texts and calls you get, and I shake my head. Exclamation mark. <laughs> Since Port joined the AFL, we have never had that superstar general in the middle, and Buckley was probably the last one we ever had. This is our chance to finally have our version of a Fife or Crips, etc. So if you have to pay overs, so be it. Just do the bloody deal. Ooh. Full stop. Exclamation mark. Yeah, sometimes you can get a little scared to succeed. Uh, you've just got to jump yes. in, bite the bite the bullet, and I think Port will do that. Let's go to the phones, Roach. Our good friend John at Port Augusta. How are you? Johnny boy. Hello, hello Michael Andrew. Good morning. What's I've happened to your voice, coming. John? I've got a cold. I've got a cold. Not great. It's gone. Oh, but uh, just some thoughts on uh, my summer package. You make sure I'm a Valkyrie fan. And uh, just some thoughts on the World Cup coming up. Um, I'd get Cameron Green in the squad. Yeah, he's and, in the squad. And he's in the squad. Yeah, he's in the squad, yeah. I'd play him because I think Gregory Seaman Chaplin knows a thing or two about a great game. So he's going to be a one in generation. And there's an argument that he could be Australia's best all-rounder since the late great Keith Miller in the 1960s. We haven't had that many great all-rounders, traditionally. I mean, blue chip, we get a game of battle and or ball. Um, okay. uh, what else you got? Uh, and I wouldn't play Aaron Finch. I mean, it's not like the English system where you pick the best captain, like they did with Mike Brilly years ago. Like really a long, long time ago and all the rest of it. Yeah, so um, he's out of form, he's struggling. I'd drop him and um, I'd play. That's a good question. Controversial? Yes. I know the great, late, great Shane Warne, the late, great Shane Warne and Ian Chappell have always said that Dave Warne has got as good a cricket brain as anybody in that squad. Yeah, but they're not allowed to pick him so, as a leader. Time to forgive me. I know that, well, well, Steve Smith, Steve Smith gets forgiven, doesn't he? So <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's John, <laughs> he's got his of yours again. Uh, oh, it's an interesting oh, one. You didn't isn't miss it? the opportunity, did you, John? Yeah, good on you, <laughs> Johnny. Oh, oh. Hey, Johnny, go and, re- <laughs> go and rest that throat. All right, hey, Johnny yeah, from Port Augusta. Port Augusta, are there, John? Hey, um. Reach a text coming through uh, after we've just heard Damien Barrett saying that uh, Port Adelaide are going to give a seven-year deal to Jason Horn francis at $800,000 a year. Here's a text. The volcano You'll is, go ballistic. is going to lose it, <laughs> hearing a seven-year deal <laughs> at Port. Talking of losing it and uh, Kano, it was interesting. I think it was this morning's show. He had a, uh, some strong comments to make on North Melbourne. Some were valid. Have a listen to this, Roach. After Alistair Clarkson's appointment on August 19th, she um, was just about to start the longest victory lap of all time, and she tweeted the face of a woman who doesn't need a plan B. Well, not only do we need a plan B at North Melbourne, we need a plan C, D, F, and E. The situation at the North Melbourne Football Club, I can't remember a worse one for any AFL club, and largely... Clearly not all of that responsibility is on Sonia Hood and North Melbourne. But where to now? No CEO, no coach, no spokesperson for the football club after Sonia herself has gone really quiet after that victory lap. No recruiters, one of the worst lists in AFL history, two wins and a percentage of 55. And now 
to add further salt into the wound, the number one pick, the only number one pick the club has ever had, Jason Horn Francis, is walking out just one year in. So not only do we need a plan B, we need C, D, F, and E. Short memory. Um, Short memory. your Hood, there's a due process in regards to what you can and can't say now. Yeah, well, one, any any team that got Alistair Clarkson would have been on top of every roof in their neighbourhood parading Mm. because that was a major get. That was a good one for North Melbourne at a time when their supporters had been smashed. Now, I seem to remember Port wasn't in a great spot around 2010, 2011, 2012. Okay, I'm not going to do the comparison of lists. But Port was a mess mm. in debt, at risk of being run out of the AFL or at least having their licence renamed. I feel for Sonia Wood because a month ago you you would be doing a victory lap in signing Alistair Clarkson and nowhere did anyone know this was coming. Well, with the exception of some people at Hawthorne yeah, who probably I... haven't done Alistair Clarkson any favours by doing a report half-baked. Can I say that? Half-baked mm. because they haven't interviewed half the people they should. And how it ever gets released when it is a half-baked report and can go word for word through the media is disgraceful. And now we've got Workplace Victoria looking into it. Oh, naturally. Uh, hopefully Everyone's we get a jump def- on. definitive yeah. answer there. Uh, look, it has been a messy 12 months for North Melbourne. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I wouldn't be as harsh on Sonia Hood as some people have. What I did notice, though, was that our good friend Kano, and we're a team here, did seem to struggle with the alphabet twice. A, B, C, D, F and E. Yes, what are we going to do about this? Well, we've en- enlisted the help of Sesame Street and Big Bird to help Kano oh, out. Oh, no expense. Come on, get ready. Come on, get set. It's time for the Sesame Street alphabet. A is for Abby. B is for Bert. C is for Cookie Monster. P for dessert. Um, nom, 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 nom. A is for Elmo. There you go. Don't say we don't do anything for you, Kano. A, B, C. D E F. Okay. Wait till we make a mistake, Kim. Hey, there's oh. plenty of those. Uh, Steve the kangaroo, he's changed his name and he's even got the emoji of the kangaroo. Good on you, Steve. Uh, you're our favourite, Steve. Uh, that's a great text from David, he said. One thing in common, none of those gentlemen have won a AFL premiership. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, here's another one. Hi, guys. One player won't win you a flag. No. Need the right team. I think someone's being funny here. I only read them. Hi, guys. Port Powers AFLW mission statement has been updated to state our aim is to kick three goals within the first five showdowns. Thanks from Glenn. Mm. <laughs> he got a bit of a giggle yesterday. He's come back for a second serve. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, Clickbait Corns doesn't even know the... Oh, Alpha Blay, we had a little bit of fun there. <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of Port Adelaide AFLW, who's joining us next? Uh, Ebony O'Day. Good. By popular demand, Kerry's asked, Anne's asked, a few other people as well. Uh, Now, someone says, who are they referring to here? They say, oh, to that text, that guy's a nut. What? Uh, You do not sell the farm to get one player. Fife and Bucks have something in common. No flags. Squads win flags, not individual. And you do not, capital letters, give up two firsts and a gun for one player. Stupidity at its highest level. Um, so so we've got the Crows fans going ballistic that they seem to be inactive, bar for Isaac Rankin, and we've got the Port Adelaide fans going ballistic because they've gone full bore for a number one draft pick. 
How do you please people? Well, it's hard to please everyone. Mm. Mike Dobbins even sent through a text about Kane's... He, he, wouldn't, uh, be out, he wouldn't be outside today, though, would he? <laughs> no, about Kane's alphabet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dearie me. We love you, Kano. All right, we're going to go... <laughs> <laughs> he might have done it deliberately. There might be a strategy there. There may be. I'm not sure. But thank you to Big Bird anyway. I'm just after 5 o'clock, Kimbo on the Ridge with you on a Tuesday afternoon. A little wet and windy out there at the moment. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. All thanks to Hyundai. You can tech drive a Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. Today, they are ripping cars. So is our next guest. We've read a lot about her. We've heard a lot about her. We've had people requesting that we get her on the show, Rooch, and it's finally happening. Port Adelaide AFLW star Ebony O'Day. Hello, Ebs. How are you? Yeah, guys, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? We've been looking forward to this. You've got a fan club out there. We've had requests for us to get you on. <laughs> well, that's nice to hear, but... <laughs> no pressure. Hey, we'll get to Friday night's game eventually, but uh, we want to have a chat to you. Let's delay that as much as we can. Yeah, please, exactly. Um, we want to have a chat to you. You've had the fair journey already at such a young age, GWS Collingwood, Port Adelaide, but you're a Barossa girl. Take us back to the start and tell us about your family and your love of footy. Yeah, no, I went the long way around. You got those three clubs right, and I did start here with Adelaide Uni at local and Norwood in the Sandful before I went to Giants. Um, but, yeah, I started playing when I was about 17 after I moved oh. up from Barossa and was part-time in the, the city, playing with the local there. But, yeah, home is Sprankton near Barossa Valley. i got mum and dad, a twin sister and an older brother. So twin. 17's an interesting starting point. Mm. Most of the time we're talking to players who were there as kids at Auskick and then stopped at 12 and then found the game again because of AFLW. Why 17, Ebony? Oh, I just saw it that they had it at Adelaide Uni. It wasn't a thing in Barossa. There was no okay. women's football at the time. There is now in the league. But I saw it on the sports list and thought, oh, I'll give that a crack. And it was great fun. So I stuck with it. Now, what were you studying at uni? Um, I was in year 12 at the time. I was just doing a little bit of uh, chemistry up there. So I was driving up a couple of days a week anyway. So thought Chem- I'll try chemistry. and pack on some, some extras. What was the attraction yeah, to chemistry? The <laughs> I just loved it the whole way through school. And yeah, no, just good good fun. <laughs> All right. So then you, you're playing locally here. Did you end up at Norwood? Yeah, I did. So that was the first ever year of the, the Sandfall. They did a bit of a draft type thing out of the local clubs. And yeah, stuck at Norwood for a few seasons. And how did GWS get involved? Um, I had actually trialled for them the year before I got picked there and didn't didn't hear back. They didn't want me the first time around, but I had a, a coach from local football over here who ended up as an assistant coach over there, and we'd had a few Adelaide Uni girls um, get contracts there. And I'd been there and trialled, and eventually they had some interest, so I got picked up with the, the very last pick of the draft, and that was 2019. <laughs> so then you go to Collingwood, and there's a familiar face as coaches, and they're the same coach you had at Norwood. How did that go? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, um, that was the, the shoe in the door. Um, I did get delisted from GWS after yeah. that first season, um, but Steve had had me at Nord for a few years, and I'd popped back and played a couple of games after the the first season. I was on an AFLW list, and when he got that gig, that was a, a bit of a shoe in. He gave me a, a buzz, and we had a, had a chat, sent over my footage, and it was actually still a surprise on draft. I didn't know they were taking me, but yeah, got in. Now, did they rate you at Collingwood, or did they give you a hard time there? Oh, a bit of both. I mean, I was on and off. I was a emergency or a bench rider a bit on game days, but did get certainly the, the start off to my AFLW career. And it was a fantastic experience yeah, overall with okay. a lot of great people, but perhaps not the on-field opportunities yeah, okay. at all times. 
Now, I hope this is a compliment, but everyone refers to you as quirky. And you yeah. refer to yourself as a weird unit, <laughs> A don't weird you? unit, yes. I've read that as well. Explain the, the methodology between the numbers you select at your football clubs. You're wearing two now. You're wearing 50 at Collingwood. Yeah, I think I'm number 314 at Adelaide Uni as well. So I've had a <laughs> bit of a, a wild ride with the numbers. But 50 at Collingwood, I, I t- took the highest number to try and get an end locker. And number two at Port Adelaide is the lowest you can have because number one captain. is obviously the captain. So highest or lowest to try and get an end locker, which has backfired spectacularly with Port Adelaide putting the, the captain in the middle of the room with number one. So I'm right in the thick of it there. but <laughs> Yeah, but the logic of getting at the end of the lockers is so that you won't be interrupted yeah. when you're playing on your Rubik's Cube. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, more or less. It's a little bit quieter towards the end. You get your own space, but yeah. Do you think you can give us a quick lesson on the Rubik's Cube for all of us who have tried and never got there? You can you can YouTube it. I promise it's not as hard to learn as you might might think it is. But you got to do it in layers. So people love to get one face when they're yeah. trying to do it for the first time. But they all have to go in the right spot. So you got to do the whole first layer, so the bottom row of every side and the the face as well. Now let's get back to this quirkiness and weirdness. Um, we spoke to Ange Foley last week, and we let her know that she's got a world record as the first player in the AFLW to be reported for staging. <laughs> Not that she's that proud of it, but you have a world record as well. Yeah, I do. Got a yeah, bit of a weird one with the, the unicycling. And what did you what did you actually have to do to get a world record on uni, unicycling? Uh, so it's called platform long jump. It's the longest jump between two platforms. So stack of pallets you just sort of ride up as fast as you can jump as far as you can i've got about 2.5 meters and try and land on the other side i love mm. it where do you want to end up in life <laughs> i don't know i do love my, my science still so I, I do work part-time at a hospital as well and i'd love to maybe one day do medicine or something similar down the track after footy now ebony you got completely cleaned up in the secret trial game at the start of the year, and then we were all surprised to see you play in round one. How did you do it? Oh, it was um, a, a punctured lung from a marking oh. contest. I just got kneed in the back. I feel like it sounds a lot worse than it is. It's really not that bad. Oh. Uh, but obviously kept kept playing for a little while, and every time I got tackled, I could take less of a breath in. So it was yeah. a bit of a heads up that something was up. But, yeah, got back within a few weeks, so happy days. All right. We're nearly at the now, and we'll get into last Friday. But uh, your first thoughts when going to Port Adelaide? I heard you were very impressed by the female representation in management. Mm. Yeah, that was certainly a big inviting factor. And also the, the coming home and being part of a brand-new inaugural team and building something from the very start was a few of the inviting uh, things on the, the agenda there. But the players that they'd already signed and were looking to sign – uh, very early on, also just had me very interested. Everything looked very positive, and it was a pretty easy decision in the end. So you've been in three programs now. How is Port Adelaide stacking up compared to GWS and Collingwood? Yeah, it's outstanding. I'm probably a bit biased just getting the, the opportunities that I am getting here makes everything feel even better. But I just couldn't – I don't have a bad word to say. It's just been so outstanding. The players, the coaches, the facilities, everything's mm. just been incredible. So, Ebony, tell us about Friday night. First, the event. Mm. Second, the result. I dare say they are wide apart, your emotions on both. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, the event was incredible and the atmosphere was outstanding. It was so loud. You could hardly hear a thing. Obviously, I've played for a few seasons now, but that's the biggest and loudest crowd I've been in front of by a long shot, especially for a couple of girls that we had making their debut. That would have been 
insane. But yeah, the result is very disappointing for us naturally. Um, and we're not focusing on the result. We're not taking our focus on the, the learnings. And there were some positives to come out of the game, but a lot to learn from such an experienced team in the Adelaide Pros and yeah. So what it, what what would you pinpoint the difference being? Is it is it the experience as you mentioned? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it, and just the the connection that they have as a team, having mm. been together for seven seasons versus a team that we've played six games together now. So, yeah, a big difference there, and we know we'll continue to build. So, have you dealt with that game now before you prepare to take on the Hawks? We have. Like I said, there's a, a lot of learnings and we've done our reviews on that game, but it's on to the next now and well and truly into preparation for this Saturday night. Yeah, yep. the Hawks are up and about. They won two, two in a row. row. Ebony, we read where mm. you're a defender who wants to be a midfielder. When mm. you go into the starting rotations and you find Ebony Marinoff next year, how do you find that as a challenge? Yeah, a little bit, a uh, bit of a challenge, that one for sure. She's a very fit player and gets a lot of the footy and is yeah very hard to get in front of so I wasn't um, too thrilled with how I pulled off that role and obviously I moved back into the, the back line for the second half of the game there which was more comfortable a lot more what I've done this season but yeah tagging in the midfield is still something that uh, I'm interested in it's something I've done in the past but I know I can play a role down back now as well which is great. Ebs take us out there was there any lip or chatter between the two sides? Uh, well, it was so loud you could hardly hear. So I don't think I had anything directed at me, but I wouldn't have been able to hear any sledges thrown more than five metres away, I don't think. So how do you want to finish this year? It's, it's Clearly you've got some goals in mind. What's to be done for the rest of the season? We want to get more wins on the board. We want to be a competitive side and just continue to, to build and get more consistency, especially with our young players, just getting more games under their belt. And we've shown throughout all of our games, good patches and some good moments. So if we can get that done more often and give four good quarters more often, um, we'll be very happy with a, a good end to the season and a couple more wins, we hope. Well, Ebony, it's an absolute delight to finally get you on the show. Hopefully it won't be the last time. We look forward to Saturday night. I think it's 6.40 Adelaide time at Skybus Stadium when you take on the Hawks and hopefully bring their two-game winning streak to an end. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Good on you, Ebony. Uh, what an absolute uh, ripper. That's a fair journey. Um, I always feel weird. We don't think twice about it when we ask a male how old he is. But Ebony, 23. Three, isn't she? 23, yeah. 24. Yeah, she's got a long career in front of her. Yeah. The way she plays as a manic defender, she'll be there for a while. And uh, already been to three clubs. Great story. And mm. didn't start the game till the age of 17. It's which, remarkable, isn't Which it? has happened to a lot yep. of the girls, Rich. And that's why the one's coming through exactly. now. Exactly. That's why in the next five years, this will go gangbusters, the AFLW, in terms of the quality. So you look at an Ebony Marinoff, who is an Oz kicker, who never stopped playing. Mm. Hence why she's such an accomplished player. Once we get that next generation through that follows the same path, all the critics of AFLW will just be put back in their boxes shortly. Well, hopefully. Mm. Uh, This is The Run Home. It's brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. The, the Run Home 
5.18, I'll be driving home. And if you're looking to get a new vehicle, tomorrow's car is in stock today. Roots, tech drive at Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. Now, that should have been a Hyundai, not at. My apologies. Threw an extra letter in there, Roots, getting late in the day. Uh, good chat with Ebby. Here's a text saying, on your ebbs with a love heart. And then another one that says, I can't wait for Annie to ring in and tell us that she's known Ebbs and how much she loves her for the 48th time. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take on. it. Yeah, you've got to be loud and proud. Look, yeah. I race around the world telling people I'm friends with the Roach. You know, when you find a decent human. That's very kind of you. Yeah, my nose is getting longer by the second. <laughs> All these people, here's a text. Saying, don't <laughs> trade this, don't do that, yes. are probably the same people that were up in arms about trading Wingard, and that turned out for the better for Port. Trust Jason Cripps and his team. That's from Renee. Yes. And you've and we all like to have our say, but you do have to understand that these people do it 24-7. They might get it right all the time, but who does in life? I would have thought that after everyone was crestfallen about Josh Dunkley choosing Brisbane. Yes, Mr. If, 95%. Thank you. Well, it's actually 100%. <laughs> Fine that Jason Horn Francis is the plan B, or be it F or E. Well, no, he was C. Well, yeah. Well, no, was Jack Graham really a plan B? You were having out Kane then, weren't you? No, I was you just were, playing along you with were. it. You were. along with it. Surely you go, wow. Oh, now here's something big news. That is huge news at Essendon. No surprise. Oh. Andrew Thorburn. Burn. Oh. Newly appointed chief executive of the Essen Football Club has just resigned. And if it wasn't about his religious beliefs, some of the notes that are now emerging as people are looking at his banking career and what was said at the Royal Commission probably was going to sink him as well, Kim. I read one out to you during the break. It was concerning that Essendon didn't do the homework again. We just went to the canteen in the ad break. Yes. You grabbed your cup of tea. Yes, here it is. Yeah, and I grabbed a glass of water. And we were just talking about the due diligence of the Essendon Football Club. And uh, given what they've gone through over a 15-year period now, or what it may be, uh, why would you make an appointment that could polarise and draw so much attention to yourself? But you've got a Royal Commission that also was giving you something to read. Oh, now Channel 7 also reporting that he has resigned. Not surprised. Oh, I tell you what. Do you know what that does? Tell me. Takes a little bit of heat off North Melbourne because that's just poor management. And when you go back to to when was it in May? In May, I said that there was a fracture. There was fraction. There were fractions in the board. Fractures. Factions. Sorry. Factions in the board, and that they were going to pursue Alistair Clarkson. Yes. And it proved one hundred percent right. They got rid of the previous. They didn't pursue it quick enough. Well, they didn't. Move. But there was one group that wanted him, yep. one that didn't. Yep. They didn't move and quick enough to get Too the late. numbers to get rid of the chairman. Alistair had done his homework. Oh, you know, the, the, the last – that rivals some of the chaos that's been happening at North Melbourne. It really does. That mm. is staggering. How you can make such a significant appointment and then backpedal a few days later. Staggering. Mm. Well, there you are. He has resigned, mm. Andrew Thorburn, the new chief executive of the Essendon Football Club. And as I say, it wasn't just the issues of his religious beliefs. Go read the Royal Commission into the banking and you'll find his name appears there and it leaves some questions right. there. Allegedly. I'm well, just I think a Royal Commission to know allegedly. <laughs> I'm just saying that. 
I'm royal cover commission's myself a royal commission. You're, you're on your own. Uh, <laughs> Annie sent through a text. I am proud of Ebs. Good there on you, are. Annie. We're proud of you, and we're proud to have you on the show. Uh, <laughs> Louis says, "What's the shortest time served as a club CEO, boys?" <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we've just found it. I think Louis, you spot that's a, a world day. record. That is staggering. Here's another one. Oh, Mario, get a Mario. It's, it's actually 24 hours. I know. To the moment, ridiculous. Um. Flash Francis, that's yes. Fabian, should get life membership <laughs> if the horn dog ends up at port. Good on you, Mario. Uh, a few yeah. other texts. Um, what does that – oh, hello. What's that one? Uh, what does that last tester say about January Cameron, or texter maybe, and Dangerfield? Oh, yeah, well, that's true. What was because that one in reference Jeremy to? Cameron cost a lot. Yes. A lot. Oh, yes, about giving the farm. Yeah, but there's good and bad – Kim, if you don't play the game in the trade period, you're always going to be sitting back going, we're never moving forward. You've got to play big games. In yeah, the, the West Coast Eagles one was a shocker. Well, they overdid, cooked it. Yeah, well and well and truly. Yeah, Jeremy Cameron was three first-rounders. Yeah. You've got to be brave. Yep. Uh, make no mistake, the guy who texted in before, this is a little earlier, Jason Horn francis he's not Fife or Crips. The multiple reports this year should tell you that. That's from Brad. This is the thing. You... We were talking about this in the ad break as well. You're basing it all on junior form and Santful form, and that's what you go on for the draft, an underage form. It's just like when you buy a horse, you, yes. you go on the breeding. Of which Horn Francis's Sandful form oh, that was final series. very impressive. Very, very good. Um, I came across something, Roach. I digress quickly. This probably won't be good radio because I have to find it. What we might do while well, I try and find it, um, do you want? We won't go to Andrew Mackey again. He was a little bit flaky. We like you, Andrew. We had a good way of talking for a minute without actually He's saying anything. Boy. Oh, we've only got oh, a minute to go. There you are. We've been thrown out. All You'll right. have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, I won't do it. Leave now. us hanging. Uh, here we go. Lewis says the dominoes will really start to fall once Brisbane does something with their pick 15. Correct. They don't want it because they need points, but there's about 10 other clubs that could do with the first rounder right now. Yeah, well picked. Well, Never a dull moment. Appreciate that, Louis. Afternoon, guys. Can you give your opinions on who the Crows will recontract and who they'll let go? That's James from Woodcroft. We'll do that. We'll look at it tomorrow, James. Uh, Thanks for all your input. Thank you for the calls. We'll see you and hear from you tomorrow. Good night, everyone. Did that make sense? I guess so. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.